It is beautiful. What's that gonna be, Zoltar? I think a tree. A tree. What is a tree? A lovely thing which grows on Earth. Earth? You mean where my cousin went? Mm, and where, one day soon, perhaps I might venture as well. What's going on? Hey, what's going on? <laughs> this is Film Sack. <laughs> Sure. Hello, and welcome to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. This is episode 580. I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian. Like Peter O'Toole, he likes to show people his ball done away. Oh, look at it. Mm. Oh, hi. This week on Film Sack, we, well, we watch a full two and a half minutes of opening credits. Swoosh! Look at this screen filling flyby individuals' names. Swoosh! Another lonely name flying through the galaxy of no context. Swoosh! I hope you don't eat all your popcorn before the movie even starts. Swoosh! Not even stylized 3D text and trippy rainbow chemtrails and music by Jerry Goldsmith can make this 1984 movie opening go faster. Swoosh! Are you not entertained? No, no, I'm not. And now I have to go get more popcorn. Anywho, my inner space Kryptonian smart bracelet is uh, flashing and ringing. So that can only mean one thing. I need to steal this inner to outer space yoga power travel pod with built-in costume changer, heated seats, and pumpkin spice latte maker. Maker? Maker. Maker? Maker. <laughs> I just showed my southernness right there. Pumpkin spice latte maker. Because, uh... That's what, the, that's what the ladies like. The southern part, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, travel to Earth, where my... Hot boy cousin lives. Oh, he's so dreamy. Is that wrong? How about if I rub my fingers over his face in this picture that I keep in my wallet and make cooing noises? Coo, coo, I love you. Ah, uh, yeah, ladies like. Now, excuse me. It is time to crush some rocks, use my hippie love vision to bloom some flowers, and do a few flying pirouettes for like five full minutes and scare the bejesus out of uh, some of these horses who are pretty sure they're about to die. With the hands of the weirdest, it's a bird. No, it's a plane. It's just me. A man, a woman. Hey, Randy, <laughs> hand me my magic stick. We about to get Dunaway evil up in this place. Because that's what the ladies like. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yes. Magic stick, like that weird corkscrew freaking magic wand thing. Stick. Yeah, that was that was pretty sweet. <laughs> uh, nicely done. Also with us, Randy, he always brought his giant stuffed panda to the game, Jordan. Yeah. Aloha, Scott. <laughs> Brian. Brian. Uh, <clears throat> Mark calling Orson. Come in, Orson. Mm. Uh, hold on, I'm getting another broadcast. Oh, never mind. It's just a massively important explanation of why the most important person on this planet is billions of miles away for the next couple of hours. Hope you heard it clearly. Okay, so uh, don't you wish we could do that with Elon Musk? Anyway, <laughs> thanks for meeting me here for a picnic where we have a full uncut pineapple and no chef's knife or cutting board. <laughs> silly. <laughs> We're just living here in outer space, but... If you want to get back to inner space, whatever that is, I'll give you my three rules to returning to whatever weird dimension you came from. Number one, apparently we need to start with 
don't leave the automated Mork and Mindy interdimensional escape pod just sitting around with the engine running where any kid can take it for a joyride. How do they not lose every preteen that gets into a minor fight with their sibling? Dumbasses. Number two. Mm. Once you've gotten to wherever the foozle went, you can't go home until you recover the foozle. So that should be the only thing you do. Recover the foozle. Don't stop to enroll in a prep school. Get the foozle. (laughs) Number three. Mm -hmm. If you should find yourself facing a big oil fire, don't try to put it out with water. (laughs) Everybody knows that. You don't display a pineapple unless you're a couple looking for another couple to swing with. And you don't try to put out an oil fire with water. I mean, maybe you do need to go to school for a little while, you idiot. That's one, one of my favorite endings like that you've never done. Yeah. That was really good. What's a tree? Yeah. Uh, with us, finally, Brian, he can change his wardrobe and hair when he jumps out of windows, Ibit. And when I walk behind trees, too. Well, Supergirl, you might have been able to defeat Selena, but now you must face me. Yes, I'm another English person. Midvale, Illinois has a surprising number of English people and an equally surprising amount of coastline. Anyway, you'll see I've trapped you in a glass prison to send you to the Phantom Zone. Look, everyone, I've got the first Supergirl mint in box. Shortly... I'm going to send you to the Phantom Zone where you'll spend eternity with a real tool. But first, can I get you an A&W root beer? Psych, you can't have one. No, I'm going to attack you with a Burundi wand. It's a conduit of pure, unadulterated evil. I got it at Pier 1 Imports. And then I turned it into an international house of pancakes. And then I ate pancakes. But back to you. With you out of the way, I'll finally be able to succeed where Selena failed with total domination over... Hmm? No, not the world. Total domination over this abandoned amusement park. I'm amazed at how much of this stuff still works. Supergirl, you deserve everything that's coming to you for for introducing an invasive species to Krypton Annex Phase 2, you jerk. <laughs> You're not wrong. Nicely done. Annex Phase 2. Yeah, you you watched the original Superman, so you know a ba- whole backstory, don't you? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I thought, I th- okay, here's how I thought the Supergirl uh, origin was. Right. She actually got uh, uh, sent away from Krypton earlier yes. than Call L. Right. But because she got lost and didn't ask anybody for directions, she took a longer time to get to Earth, but she stayed young in her capsule while... Right. Call Ella came to earth and grew up and all that sort of thing. So this, I just want to get it straight. Cause I, I was never a DC guy. I paid almost zero attention to DC. I've never seen this movie. Yeah. I there, this movie just decides to invent the idea that there are these Krypton like places where people live in different dimensions. Right. Well, there's a yeah, chunk inter- of Krypton interface. that, that people continued to live on when Krypton blew up. So it's like a Krypton. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. Okay. Yeah. They I went into, yeah. they went into inner right. space to it avoid was so, the, uh, it was problem. so dreamy. The beginning of this. It movie, was. It's oh, yeah. like, he's like spouting gibberish at her. It was uh, so it's like, 70s. Like, was listen, listen to me, girl, about this weird dimension, inner space nonsense. And I, yeah. I, I just, I don't know. There was something about it that felt like, I don't know. Like they, maybe they gave it to the second unit, and they were just like, "Hey, just go make a, go make a scene yeah. with with Peter O'Toole. We're, we don't have him for Pretty anything much. else." Yeah. yeah, it is so hand wavy. Just this whole like, oh yeah, we're on kind of a floating uh, chunk 
and it's we've we've put up some little rotating lights up above. Yeah, and uh, it looks like a. I did. I did really appreciate the bright lights on on in frame. <laughs> that were just obscuring <laughs> all sorts of things you might yeah. want to look at. For yeah. sure. That was really, everything about that place was dumb and you could 3d print it in your sleep and it just looks yeah. stupid. Uh, and the, <laughs> and the protective film around it is made of what? <laughs> yes. Freaking yeah. cellophane. Mylar, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was terrible. Like what an awful yeah. set. Well, piece why was thing. that? Yeah. Why was the golden snakes trying to get out of there anyway? I didn't understand that whole deal. I was like, I'm out. See you, suckers. Yeah, that it ball was, wanted out. Did the ball seek yeah. seek out? Uh, I'm I'm assuming the, so the, because otherwise, just the that, vacuum of space uh, sucked the ball out because the but, didn't but the, that would didn't be, the mosquito yeah. cut the hole in there first and then it, it did. But the ball had been waiting, so the golden snake had been waiting for an opportunity <laughs> to escape, and it wanted to go to Earth because it wanted to find her. Because that's a trope, right? Is that big it, giant it trope find, of it wanted to find your cousin Faye. Yeah, pretty much. Your pretty much. Yeah, your cousin Faye Dunaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who apparently was a giant ass on set and was really hard to work with, and they almost fired her three times. But anyway, wow. um, it feels like she was. They she were probably lucky imagine, to have her. Yeah, I imagine she got pissed every time uh, she was on screen, and they didn't have a stripe of brighter light across her eyes <laughs> than the rest of her face. What was that about? And I don't mean in this movie only. I mean as a thing that you see sometimes. What is this the is thinking? A, this is a uh, French uh, director. This is a French director uh, in, in a in a, uh, in a production that was what, totally British, pretty much. I mean, it was it was definitely a particular style. This guy had mostly only done TV, yeah. I believe, up until this point. Still so, does, like to this day. Yeah, did, yeah. Did, so did a bunch was, of modern shows. It's crazy to look at his IMDb. Yeah. Actually, it, it reminded me like of of moonlighting lighting. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It's yeah, without like the Vaseline smeared all over the camera whenever yeah. Sybil Shepard is on screen. Yeah, 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 I'm sorry to say we have not seen yet, we have not sacked yet Geno Swark's most important movie, mm. which is mm. Jaws 2. Mm. Yes, yes, uh, yes, where yes, yes. It's, it is. Oh, I just I was just looking at our watch list and I'm like, oh, we're going to get to Jaws 2. I always forget Spielberg didn't do this the direct sequel. I always thought he did, and I, I, I still think that in my head until someone reminds me that he didn't, that it was somebody else. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, he was, and he was making English stuff his entire career. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, French director, but very, very English career of work. But this later stuff, check this out. He is like staple of, of serial television, uh, Grey's Anatomy, tons of episodes of that designated survivor, yeah. doubt, criminal minds, bones, castle, scandal, supernatural. Like, that guy and is the all show, about the And TV. the show he directed different episodes of for years and years was smallville yeah 14 episodes oh more supermans and then you did this uh, pretty much this is his exclusive career since the 90s because prior to that it was all movies like he did santa claus the movie uh he did uh supergirls we were talking about today he did uh Somewhere in time, that was a movie my mom wouldn't stop watching. Oh, oh yeah, I remember uh, that? Christopher Reeve. Yes. Yep. Christopher Reeve yeah. and uh, I don't remember the girl. Was it? Uh, Christopher oh, Jane, Reeve. But it was Karen Allen. Jane. Jane right? Seymour. Jane Seymour. Jane Seymour. Okay. Doctor. By the way, uh, Christopher Reeve said no, no to this movie. He's like, a no, no. I'm good. Well, Thanks I thought me. he was supposed to do a cameo, and he had to cancel because he was busy with something. So it wasn't like yeah, I he bet was. he was. I <laughs> bet he was much, much like uh, <laughs> Superman. Uh, I'd, I'd love yeah. to, yeah, I'd um, love to help you out, Supergirl, but I'm busy ooh. with something. Yeah, I'm busy. <laughs> and how did they explain so it? The little radio station said uh, Superman has gone to yeah. many trillion light years away to stop a yeah, thing from yeah. happening or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, no, it was it's a, actually it was how on they, a peace mission, a mission of peace. Like, oh. 
could you could have said oh, something better. There. I agree. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was, this was after one and two had already released. They were working on three. So was he? Uh, maybe he was busy get uh, uh, collecting the the nukes. Is that what he was maybe. doing? Maybe. Yeah. Oh, was, that would be a peace mission. <clears throat> yeah, right? it would right. be. And that would be also a mission toward being the second worst performing Spy, uh, Superman movie. <laughs> the I thing wanna, that destroyed this whole the, uh, series, yeah. franchise. The yeah. current season of Titans uh, explains away, you know, why they, they go to Metropolis and they're hoping to to uh, see Superman there and, and talk to him. And uh, nope, he's away on a mission. He's off. He's off planet. Right. Sorry, can't find him. Can't yep. can't talk to him. Because that's what? the only reason why Superman would not come to the red. Because that's that's his whole right. stick, right? He's he's right. like. He can hear somebody screaming from help totally. halfway across the world. He's like Santa Claus. He goes Claus, where he's right? needed. Yeah. yeah, it goes where he's needed. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're at right, home so and you're like, where do I, where is this suit? And like you're just a young Gen Z or you're like, I didn't even know there was a superhero movie. This is the one from 1984. And uh, that's the one you're searching for. So if you search for, you know, Supergirl on IMDb or whatever, that's the one you're going to want to look so for. Because it turns out again, there's a ton of results for that if you search for it. It's weird. I'm, yeah, not, a, I'm not a DC guy. So I'm wondering if anybody knows, can answer the question. Why was she not named Superwoman? This is like something that comes su- up. She was still Supergirl at this point, right? She was, she was like always, yep. there was never a Superwoman. She's always Supergirl. And, and I think just, it's because she's just younger. It's kind of like, like, I don't know, like, like how, do they decide, how do they decide who's Catwoman and Batgirl is basically what I'm saying. Yeah. Age, right? It's, it's supposed point. to, is, tar- is targeted, targeted demographic age. You must be this tall. <laughs> <laughs> If you're gonna ride this Catwoman ride, you gotta be this right. tall. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, I think I think it's big. like uh, I, I could be wrong about this, but some of that era is the same era you get things like Aqualad and these yeah. terrible named like young characters because they're aiming for the youth group. You know, they're trying to get the youth yeah, to read the right. comics or whatever. I think Supergirl was like kind of like that. Super, um, Supergirls was Supergirl was like kind of like the answer to uh, the small town hero like Spider Man on Marvel, right? That's, that was kind of in the their co- idea. Well, it's like, oh, we've had a teenage, we've had a teenage boy over at Marvel. All the teenagers seem to like that. Let's yeah. kind of see if we can hit that demographic. There's a little bit DC of that side. going on, sure. And, and first, do you think that this movie's target audience is going to be? young girls who want this you know role <laughs> model of supergirl to look up to mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. then and then you get to a it locker room por- scene it turns oh, into yeah. porkies it turns into porkies <laughs> yeah. and like walking around so in their bras and stuff like that like yeah. that's what gonna... girls want yeah man on floor man on floor ah! <laughs> exactly. <Had> my bra. <laughs> yep. I, I, so we all we all discussed pre- before the, uh, this recording that we found the movie to be interminably long <laughs> it's just oh, it's terrible I, it's I, a terrible film i'll just put it out there now one you know what i'll just say this real quick randy before you say this i was talking to him about or no no maybe you said it in our disc i don't remember where you said this but you basically just said this is one of the worst movies we've ever seen and i <laughs> yeah. went no That's can it be crazy. that i mean it's really oh, it can't be that bad it's bad it's really bad all you have to do for it to not be among the worst movies we've ever seen is cut some of it. And I kept thinking you could just cut the whole prep school. Like you could just, right. you could just slice that right out. She, she, I mean, yes, she kind of needs a, a fake ID. You know what I mean? Like she needs to be able right. to, to wear civilian clothes every now and then. Like sure. that's going to be a part of the story, no yeah, matter it's what. Your Clark Kent. Business, she could just you know. have invented that. She could have easily, just, you know. And, and I do like how you know she 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 uh, does a of uh, Kaiser Soze looking around the office to figure out what her name is going to be. Yeah. She finds Lee, 
and she pulls Linda out of somewhere. Yeah. Who knows yeah. where? But, yeah. but Lee, like Linda, she had. I always want to be a Linda. I'm totally going to be a Linda. But what's my last name going to be? Yeah. Oh, oh, Lee. There yeah, I she go. sees I'm Robert E. Lee, and when I, when she first did that, I went, "Please tell me she's going to say I'm Robert Ray Lee." Like <laughs> yeah, we, we actually, yeah. we actually watched the uh, international version which is 114 minutes i believe because on the imdb they listed it two hour two and a half hours which is the director's cut oh, oh my god oh but we watched but, a, a little bit less than that so so you're saying wow. what you're what you're saying is the theatrical release was shorter and right it was down what, to like almost an hour and a half i yeah, think yeah. and like so that, my question more. is if it was shorter was it better why are we I being it, served this? right <laughs> i think it would be better because a lot of the things they were cut in the theatrical release was that opening stuff with the inner space, because that's really not necessary. Because we barely yeah. even we barely even uh, follow up on that. Um, it's and, that yeah, whole so place they, is the chick in the bucket for me. Even though at the end they imply she returns, I yeah, it, it, she didn't see her parents again. That weird dad with his eyes four hundred miles apart. That guy you could see him again. <laughs> <With the> screamer. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I'm good to see him. So it's like they just that that whole place just is such a weird disconnect. I tell you, it's, it's, it's really Buck Rogers more '70s sci-fi TV 100%, than any yeah. of the rest of the film. Which oh yeah, for sure. I mean, hey, as far as yeah. like gross goes, this movie only did. Let's see. Uh, by the way, those opening credits you love so much, <laughs> all the zooming Oof. and the swishing and everything, yeah, $1 million and dollars to shoot in 1984. Two and a half freaking minutes yeah. of that. And does, does anybody come out of the movie going, well, the movie really sucked, but those opening credits oh, were amazing. Awesome. <laughs> so good. I mean, Superman did the same thing. All the Superman movies had really long opening credits. Yeah. 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 But for some and reason, he, those but, didn't bother me like these but, did. And, but, Right, and before, uh, b- before Hitchcock uh, uh, made things short at, in Psycho, we used to have all of our credits front yeah. loaded because people would get there slowly. We weren't doing that at this point in 1984. We were getting at the theater early, loading up on popcorn, yeah. and two and a half minutes later, yeah. Lord, I, yeah. I, a huge part of this movie, like a, an enormous amount of screen time, is Faye Dunaway and Rue McClanahan. If you order <laughs> yes. a wish. <laughs> I actually love that watching part. TV. A they, huge actually, part. they are watching TV. Mm-hmm. They're watching like some kind of like drone CCTV. Like yeah. a I was huge to, part of this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. I was trying to figure out what that was from. Their the, their whole shtick was uh, uh, some kind of comedy that I couldn't couldn't quite. I know what it is. On. It's supposed to be Lexi Luther and uh, freaking yeah. uh, what's his name, right. the, the sidekick, the funny sidekick. Right. That's what they were right. aiming exactly. for. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And it, but it, it felt bad. more like it felt more like uh, I love Lucy or something. When it, it it felt a little different than that. Hmm. I felt like they were just trying to create a female version of the who, of the Gene who Hackman. Was, who was so excited to see? This is Tess Marker. <laughs> who was so who was so excited to see Jimmy Olsen when he showed up? I was like, oh, thank God. Well, right. thank God Jimmy Olsen is here to save this freaking right. movie. I felt like oh, my. I didn't get excited. I just went, oh, this is what fan service was in 1984. Like this was right. them yeah. having a I little mean, crossover. Except, except once again, the whole thing is like ordered off wish. The the dude, <laughs> the the love interest dude is uh, Tony Danza, if you ordered him off Wish. Do you know who that is, by the way? Springfield, if you ordered him off Wish. Do you know who that is? That's freaking Ellis from Die Hard, is who that is. Yes! It's Ethan, and he is Hans, Bubby. Bubby, it's that guy, which blew my effing mind. I could not get my head around that. But anyway, that's who that is. 
I uh, loved him. He was, uh, and he was, there's like some, if you don't watch this movie for anything else, just watch it for background entertainment. Cause like Scott said at the beginning of the show, and it been pointed out the big panda bear at the softball game <laughs> uh, yeah. that's in the background. There's so much crazy shit going on in the background. I love when Ethan is doing his, uh, he's doing his landscaping business. Yeah. They're, they're taking away some trees and he's got a big, he's got a big oh. jar of stain or paint. Yeah. yeah. And he's painting the tree. He's and painting I'm the like, tree. It's right after he cuts off, well, he, a limb. He he looks like he's going to be cutting off a big limb, yeah. and then yes. he breaks off a small a branch and and walks away, and then he starts yeah. like like he's painting and or you, gluing it shut. Yeah, yeah. Basically, what you do when Shirtless. you cut when you cut a limb off, that is that is part of the procedure. But they didn't do it right. It was just like him. Oh, really? Okay. With a with a mm-hmm. but, with like mm-hmm. a big old cord of stain staining the tree. <laughs> yeah, all you're not over supposed to. Place. There is I'm a like, way. What you're, the hell's he doing? There is a thing you're supposed to seal off a branch cut because then it'll stop right. it from growing, um, but also not hurt the tree. But he's not. That's not. But what he, he was, was doing. Mr. Miyagi back there with the gotcha. up and down, doing the whole tree. It was weird. <laughs> and he's shirtless too. That's pretty hot. Mm. Oh, oh, that was. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what ladies like. That's because that, that's what the girls want. Yeah, that's yeah, what they that's want. What he. Uh, uh, I didn't know it was him, or it didn't dawn on me that he was who he was until one guy on Twitter said it, and also. There was something about when he drank that can of um, uh, roofie <laughs> yeah. drink. Been, I'm, I'm assuming it was root beer because everything with it this was A and W root beer, right? My yeah. gosh, it was A and W sponsored by A and W and Howard right. Jones. No yeah. doubt. Yeah. Oh my like, gosh. The product placement. Like how how many times do I need to see the label for the Schlitz malt liquor can? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they were great. really pushing it. So this thing made four. So this is interesting. It made fourteen million dollars gross domestic. Uh, that made it the least money making of all the Superman series films, just behind Quest for Peace, which made fifteen million. So one million dollars yeah. less than its closest competitor, the Great Superman Four: The Quest for Peace. Uh, the budget for Supergirl was thirty five million. So this movie is a uh, d- definitely a flop in any era. I would say. They, well, they believed in it. Look at they must have really believed in this movie. Yeah. At, at that price, but this was after two, which had done pretty successful, and before they had released three, so they didn't realize they were about to have to sell to Canon, right? They were about to have to unload the whole franchise mm-hmm. right. somewhere else. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it's, and it's fine that they, I feel like this thing petered out in a way that I'm okay with it because I, I don't think I wanted any more of this after, like when I saw yeah. I saw this movie in 84, the, the year we always talk about being such an amazing film year, right? Like, oh, mm-hmm. the Temple of Doom and freaking um, Ghostbusters and, and, and like, Supergirl. And the, yeah, no one ever mentioned Supergirl on that <laughs> list. But I saw it then and didn't think that much of it. I see it now. I felt like I was watching it for the first time. I don't remember any of this bullshit. Yeah, same here. Yeah, just really bad, man. Like, I think I'm. I think I might have been watching uh, the the Legend of Billie Jean or something like that. Maybe that's what I saw instead. So that's also Crazy. Helen Slater, right? That is yes. her. Okay. Yeah. To me, they were different and, women because uh, of the haircuts, but I guess. Secret I mean. of My Success, Love Interest, also Helen Slater. Right, According right. to the IMDb rankings, this was the number three worst film of 1984. Ooh. Wow. What was right, What were it? one and um, two? Yeah, yeah, number yeah. one is Bolero, starring Bo Derek. Oh, really? <laughs> Never saw it. Yeah, they and, thought that they basically thought that, well, you know, she was the big breakout star of 10. Let's give her her own thing and kind of partially name the movie after her and. Uh, yeah. yeah, lame. Number number two worst movie in 1984 is Sheena, 
And if you've never heard of Sheena, I just need you to hear this. Yeah, we need to see Sheena. Sheena. Uh, Tanya Roberts. Yeah. Sheena grew up in the African wild, raised by a mystical witch woman. When her foster mm. mother is framed for a murder, Sheena is forced to flee, helped by her ability to talk to animals and her knowledge of yes. the jungle. Right. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I remember. I don't remember Sheena in the movie, but I certainly remember Tanya Roberts in, in Sheena the movie poster. That's right. I do remember that movie poster. Dude, number seven worst movie according to the ratings, the ranking, ranking, you know, by by their IMDb score. Yeah. Uh, Cannonball Run Two. Oh, that movie's okay. That was actually kind of fun. Yeah, it was a fun movie. I guess seventh is probably about where it belongs, though. I don't know. Yeah, this list also includes Rhinestone, which was you know Sylvester Stallone and Dolly Parton. Wow, that was eighty four. Yep. It (laughs) it includes Chud. You'll remember Fawn. Oh yeah. Yeah, Chud's great. Cannibalistic humanoid uh, underground dwellers. Yeah. And well down this list is Firestarter. I love Firestarter. Oh, uh, True Barrymore. I, I, yeah. I also like that, that song. Uh, for for the show uh, at some point. So check this out. This is just an interesting side note. The guy who plays uh, Jimmy Olsen, his name is Mark McClure. Mark, Mark, I'm McClure. Mark McClure. Anyway, he is known <laughs> for a bunch of things, including playing Dave McFly on yep. Back to the Future. Like he's had a yeah. lot of roles where you're like, oh, He'll he's in Apollo 13 nerd. and he's in. You know, oh, right. Smallville. Yeah, and anyway, he was in Smallville, so another Superman thing as a cameo, played a character. And then Justice League and the Zack Snyder remix Justice League have him in both of those things. I don't remember who, well, Officer Ben Shadowski in Justice League. And then in Zack Snyder's cut, he just played someone named Jerry. <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> so I don't know what that means, but um, he's been happy to step into these little uh, cameo deals, you know? He must be like someone in the studio's cousin, right? Like, yeah, yeah. To, get to, to get to be around these, these DC movies and TV shows for 40 years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think it probably stuff. might be because we, we, were, we think so fondly of him. He was such a charming character in a goofy yeah. way in the I, Superman series. So yeah. I think his, that, that his goal was to, to always get into trouble that Superman would have to bail him out of. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Know, kind of happened here again had to have the girl yeah. save him this time yeah. i just want you to know it was actually one of my biggest complaints about this movie oh, was, really? that, was that he was as a character was even present like what are the odds I if i it. if i took you into outer space and i threw you at earth what are the <laughs> odds that you would land anywhere near people who had yeah. also interacted with some other your cousin somewhere else like it just it's just well the odds were is better the, is the, the, the odds were better than that ball falling into what's her name's pudding at her at her picnic though yeah <laughs> there's definitely a there's definitely a bigger hand here at play because yeah everything everything is brought together there's there's there is a reason i couldn't figure out what was guiding what was the guiding hand here but yeah you're right yeah, Randy. It, it was, was it was way too much. A lot of coincidences across sure. the board. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I, I mean, mean, Mia Farrow was there. I mean, that's just weird, right? I that guess. is uh, weird. I got to figure this one out because she's also kind of chicken the bucket. In fact, you know what? We'll just give it to her. Grab a yeah. bucket. We go to she, we go to a party and we meet some people and then we just leave them. Like the the two guys that try to rape Supergirl, which because that always that is yeah. you bring a woman Max to Headroom. a strange town. Yeah, one of them. Max happens. Headroom. Yeah, right. Max Headroom in there. <laughs> Matt what, was that, what was that bracelet doing anyway? Because she was flying along. Mind your own business, and the bracelet starts going. Her <laughs> little Fitbit. It was yeah. tracking yeah, and then her. She, uh, then she her, flies her down, fitness. and she meets she meets uh, Max Headroom and his lackey, and they try to rape her. Even after she displays <laughs> obvious powers, they know who Superman is. Yeah, She's no, obviously duh. doing the same stuff. 
Yeah. They know they right. should have seen they you know, first sure you can assume cosplay, but the second Matt yeah. Frewer gets thrown across the planet or whatever far yeah. he got thrown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would think, Oh, okay, well this other guy he should leave. Nope, pull out a knife and uh pull keep out pushing a knife. it. Yep. And then get the knife burnt or get the knife uh, heat. Boy, she sure liked using heat vision. She, she loved really that did. one. Yeah, she loved the heat vision. Except uh, it also grows flowers. Yeah, apparently, apparently. heat vision yeah. also does some kind of so like. Is it provides uh, what's what's a, what's a word for when you boost a plant chlorophyll? Yeah, I think uh, or, uh, well, that uh, actually makes that actually oh, makes sense because growth. I think yeah. right. I think so. Part of this is <laughs> the it actually kind of made sense because part of this is what they're where they get their powers from is our our sun. And so I guess they're processing and storing this yellow sun, and I guess mm. they can choose to either amp it up into a, a a laser, or they can use it gently to bloom a flower. Yeah. And so, so yeah, so she's got the ability to dial it way down and do a jump right. pop without burning it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's kind but, of a. Yeah, I mean, for for control. all the kids at home who are, who love like Miles Morales and Peter Parker as a as a construct, this is kind of what that was back in the day. Yeah. They, they were yeah. aiming for a thing right. where it was like, oh, she's kind of like Superman. Although this movie really leans into basically she's exactly like Superman <laughs> with a couple of exi- uh, uh, things that are different. I got two questions. One, nobody anywhere in the history of Superman lore has been able to just fly through a window and change their clothes and hair color. It doesn't work. <laughs> See, I actually <laughs> hate it. Yeah, I there think was so much, uh, so much of that. Like, cause she, when she gets in the pod, she's wearing like, uh, yes. you know, Krypton Del Boca Vista robes. <laughs> and then she, uh, like they cut away while she's flying towards earth. And then all of a sudden back to her in the about, pod. Now she's in super. I thought about outfit. this. I yeah. actually thought about this way too much because okay. I was like, Can you oh, explain it? All right. Exactly. Okay. So I was thinking about it. I was like, okay, so what power is this? Obviously this is one of her powers because she can change uh, like willy nilly, and I'm like, is she like projecting that to other people, or is like, is it an active power, or is it something that she can manipulate matter into whatever costume? What well, a lady, if she what is, a lady power if she have. is, then they're making it up on the fly because none of this existed in the comics. She had yeah. to change her yeah. clothes just like Clark did, and the thing so, when she was in the um. Uh, the, do you remember Wonder Woman? She would spin and turn into Wonder yes, Woman. Yeah, yes, yeah. same so problem. A, it's like that's stupid. Nobody did that. That was yeah. This lame. is a passive power that she has to uh, generate costumes uh, on the fly because <laughs> she, when she goes to the Phantom Zone, she's still wearing her costume. So obviously not a projection. Uh, so because she don't have no powers there, so that's what I was assuming that, yeah. that she, this oh, is right. her yeah, little good power. Point, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now the other big hole that I noticed in her is that she weighs too much for anyone to pick her up. Uh, yeah, that's not correct. It's correct, not right, though because yeah. she doesn't. She's the same amount of mass and matter. It's just that she's the but idea. Superman is cr- has the same thing though. He is. Uh, it is. Yeah. It's, Did someone try the, to? That's, that's I don't feel like before. Superman ever had his moment where someone tried to lift him and couldn't because he was too. Uh, heavy. They've tried to hit him and he's immovable. He's. Uh, I will really that's a different thing. I really no, do. I think. I think that's a feat of strength. By the way. Right. I think like Superman kind of controls his own specific gravity. Right. And I think right. Supergirl does too. I think okay. she, yeah. she right. likes, she's like using her power to thrust herself downward in that. It's moment. not that right. she's right. heavy. She's flying down downwards. Right. Yeah, right. yeah exactly. Yeah. It's not a smile. It's a, no, it's not a frown. It's a smile. <laughs> <laughs> We're just <laughs> seeing it a different, smile. different light, you know, but she, uh, that kind of stuff drove me crazy. Anyway. 
you know, the the changing clothes thing, especially when you see it uh, when she's going behind several trees on her way to the softball yeah, game. I enjoyed the that. giant panda softball game. Uh, it was great because I had to show. I had to call Tina back in to watch that. She left the room, and I was like, "No, yeah. watch watch all the like the shading on the trees. Like they really did use the same shot. Yep, but they." Yeah. <laughs> like paused she changed really quick yep. yeah the sun moved a little bit in the sky then they shot again it was bad i still thought it was, it was pretty i thought i still thought it was pretty good for 84 I, I maybe see. oh my gosh maybe pretty good i mean pretty good in terms of like how, how do we show this transition sure it had an yeah. 84 good kind of goodness to it i suppose yeah but the but concept to begin so many, with is stupid yeah and why did she need so many interim changes like she, she was, was doing she was actually doing layered changes they they showed her she was doing uh each outfit in different ways to wear like i said this is what a french man thinks women <laughs> want yeah right and, I, want to uh, see. Yeah. I was yeah. actually i actually want to stop and say i was kind of impressed that this movie didn't go farther into pinkifying the, uh, right. the supergirl character i there were all like she smashes rocks she she does uh, all kinds of like yeah she stopped and and looked at a flower which superman would never do right she <laughs> petted <laughs> a bunny yeah, yeah. but Love she flew uh, over the horses that was my favorite it, yeah. the movie could have gone so much farther <laughs> at, into in, in, into just you know like she's the She's such a girl. Look at all these girl things that she does with her powers. Mm-hmm. And in, and and Supergirl, meanwhile, is over here like making hot water pipes burst <laughs> in people's faces, which is such a boy prank, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Big time boy prank. But, you know, like I, it's not that this thing is bereft of any qualities at all. Like there's there's moments where I think she's good at being the Clark Kent version of herself. Mm-hmm. And she's right. she's supposed to be naive or whatever. better at it. She's actually better at it because Superman Clark Kent is the only degrees of separation is the glasses, right? Yeah. And her, she's got like a wholly different hair color. It would fool me. I'm it is a different look. Like, yeah. 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 I'm I, like, I oh, agree. she was blonde and now she's a brunette. I can't. I agree. Yeah, it's totally always, it was look. that conceit with Superman that you always just had to swallow your pride with, which was, you know, if he's going to wear glasses, yeah. somehow people are oblivious to who it is. And that just, that was always stupid. So they just right. leaned into it and said, whatever. But in her case, yeah, they, you know, making her have dark hair. If my mm-hmm. if my if my significant other came home with an entire like okay like she's got dark brown hair in, in, as one character and then she's got like this serious bleach blonde hair uh, with the other I'm not gonna lie if my my wife walked in with this exact opposite hair color I'm like hey 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 who are you oh <laughs> yeah. hey baby yeah <laughs> right yeah I'll tell you something <laughs> funny that happened this is an uh, maybe more of an Ibbit thing because he's in the middle of watching it and I've been watching a little bit too but the minion lady that works with Faye Dunaway the comic relief lady oh, so, oh, uh, my, yeah my first thought was my brain immediately said oh i'll bet she was on love boat she seems like a love <laughs> oh, boat she lady had to be. Yeah. And so i immediately yeah, paused the movie because it drove me nuts i'm like i need to know i paused it i go look at her imdb the same year 1984 she's a yeah. she's a guest oh, on the love funny. boat of course absolutely she was a yeah, she just I had that look to continue with Love Boat with with the crap that I had saw in season three. It's just sitting there in my. Uh, would you like? Like he keeps saying, "Would you like to watch the next episode?" I'm like, "No, Not I wouldn't. Really. I've got other things I'm going to watch." Yeah, I feel like she's, she's uh, also an example of how have we not seen all these people in previous film sack movies? This is the first time we've ever seen Helen Slater, Peter O'Toole, Mia Farrow, Brenda Vaccaro. And Peter Cook, marriage. Yeah, it's the first time <laughs> right. for every one of those. Oh, and he's I, the marriage guy. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I couldn't figure out why he looks so familiar. I didn't bother looking, obviously, but 
That's Peter Cook, amazing. by the way, is when you order Peter O'Toole off Wish. Ah! <laughs> no, you're not wrong. Um, Peter O'Toole, I could have sworn we'd seen him, but I'm I'm surprised to hear you say uh, Mia Farrow for some reason. I thought we'd seen her, but also you barely see her in this. She comes up in the beginning with the you know the yeah. mom business, and then she's Dang, out of there, that and that makes Simon me Ward. think yeah. that makes me think she's just like you know doing a deal for a friend or something. Like, yeah. Why yeah, else we may you... never see Peter uh, uh, Mia Farrow in a film sack movie again. Like looking at her, mm-hmm. at her career, yeah. she just doesn't often appear in movies that are like non. The Omen was like right the probably the only other thing we've ever seen her in. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, we was she in the Omen? the Omen? Oh, we haven't seen the Omen. That's right. Oh. Uh, we watched part. Two. We saw Omen too. Did I thought we? we saw the original Omen. No, I don't remember anything. I could have swore we look at me, Damien. I'm doing this for you. Ah! Yeah, yeah. With the with the priest getting stabbed by the thing that came off the roof. The uh, yeah, the lightning rod. <laughs> right. That's All the right. Omen. Okay. We saw hey, the bomb omen. bats. Bomb bats. I need you to look at the stats for Supergirl. Yeah. And explain why Mia Farrow only uh, is only in one. Movie How dare arrows. you have this free service and not have it work 100%? <laughs> no, Do it. I'm just, I'm scared now that I'm missing like all kinds of stuff. Yeah. If that's right. the, if that's sure. the was thing. She even, yeah. Maybe she wasn't listed or something. Maybe she was uncredited. Could be. Yeah. Uncred, maybe. This, uh, this Maureen Teefy girl who played, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Lois Lane's Teefy, sister yeah. or whatever. Or I, I swear yeah. she one point said cousin and then another point said sister. And that was uh, me no, off. she said she said sister. I think she was just talking about uh, the the coincidence of of her being cousins. A and, little and too coincidental stuff, is all I'm getting out here. Fame yeah. and uh, yeah, we you might have seen her before in a couple of things, but she, she's she, I thought Greece. she was in her. I think Maureen Teefy was a lot of fun and interesting. I she was she was in Greece too, the fantastic yeah, yeah, sequel Greece to Greece. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she was also in Max Headroom. Oddly enough, oh my lord, really? Wow. Yeah. Her and, yeah. and Frewer kicked yeah, you, it off. Hmm. You gotta love how uh, she, you know, she tells the dean that she was expecting that she was gonna have a single room all year long, yet she's taped off half the room and said everything on this side of it is mine. Yeah. <laughs> I think Dude, I know where I've invisible seen her. Roommate. At. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know where I've seen her before. I knew she looked really familiar. She was in uh, ABC After School Specials as well as CBS Afternoon Playhouse. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Really? That's probably like where I recognize like, her. No, no, like in an episode I mean, or two. What I mean but is I, both I of them, like, those. She did, she did the, yeah, after, she did both the series. CBS and the yeah, ABC yeah, after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she did both series. Ooh, she was... She was a, uh, she was a TV Oh, I thought it said Dinky Hooker, but after school special was Dinky Hooker. Look at that Dinky Hooker. Look at that tiny, tiny, tiny little hooker. But CBS Afternoon Playhouse, she was... Portrait of a teenage shoplifter. Uh, yes, yeah, that's what you get. I think that's the one I probably that's what saw. you get. That was the so principal good. guy that ran the school, David Healy, um, who died in 1995, uh, about 10 years after this thing. Um, he, what was I going to say about him? Now I forgot. Shit, I had a thing to say about that guy. Say he, it. He was a. <laughs> I also. <laughs> I forgot also what I was going to say about him. him. Sorry. Continue as if I oh, never we, brought him we, up. We, yeah. He was. He's but he always has these bit roles. If you look at his career, like we apparently we saw him in Labyrinth and in Phase Four, and I like he just gets bit roles. Yeah, um, he's a real trope as well. In fact, he's he's trope. Uh, oh my gosh! Every uh, so yeah. so it's the whole movie, and the and the trope is uh, would you just let the girls do all the movie? Yeah, because yeah, the yeah. men in this movie are either really dumb 
like like the the main love interest really dumb yeah. mm-hmm. or they're rapists in the street like that's it that's all yeah. you get yeah. it's only two levels right yeah now here's the weird bit okay oh this is what i was gonna say the principal's name last name in this was danvers okay principal yeah danvers. principal danvers nothing to do yes. with uh carol danvers in the marvel side right but over here it says, according to this tri- piece of trivia, film debut of Helen Slater. Many years later, Slater would appear in three episodes of Smallville, playing Lara, the Kryptonian mother of Kal-El and Clark Kent, and then a recurring role on Supergirl from 2015 as Supergirl's adoptive mother, Eliza Danvers. Yeah. So okay. is Supergirl's a Danvers then? Yes, she's Kara Danvers on, uh, not Carol Danvers, but Kara Danvers. That's weird, on, man. On Supergirl TV show. So that and makes me wonder. That... that makes me wonder if there's any connection there because you now Marvel and DC will do this with each other. They'll kind of right. dupe somebody, and but and then have things yeah. that are very close to names and stuff. I wonder if that's yeah. A she thing. right. She went by Linda Lee Danvers, Kara Kent, Linda Lang, and Kara Danvers. Ah, Linda Lang. Linda that's Lang. Because you know you got to have cute. every everybody has to have a double L name. I yeah. feel like you just read yeah. some porn movies uh cast list <laughs> and, it, and i guess you're you can only have a friend whose last name is lane yeah yes it's right it's just so no, it's lane i don't know there's just something about it it just feels like why didn't they why do they want all these people to all like there are only 14 people in the whole planet earth in, this, in yeah, these in yeah. these stories mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep i don't well, understand i mean look they how do I, I put this? Uh, you know what I would like? I would like it if they, well, I don't know, maybe the TV show complicates this because that was just on and now we're done with it and now it feels like we need a break. But but I wouldn't mind seeing what James Gunn would do with a with right. a Supergirl spinoff. <laughs> I was, we're going to have these two two different filmmakers. Oh, wait, with, we'll add a Taika Waititi. We're going to have three different filmmakers and go. they do everything. Like If it's comic book related, <laughs> you are required to make it. Uh, yeah, Gunn. hired Taika Waititi, uh, James Gunn, and then who, who's our other go-to? Uh, I mean, I uh, what's said, his name? The who made Elf? <laughs> I mean, oh, uh, uh, John 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 Favreau. 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 I knew it was. I couldn't think of it. You could do Favreau. You could probably get the Russo brothers back in after their run. They did, you know, like four of them. So, like James Gunn just has to make everything. I think no, it's great. I'm, I'm totally his DC thing. I'm stoked yeah. about his DC. I think DC's in yeah. for a surprise here, unless unless they're just the worst at the top level and they just bang against that, and maybe it'll all burn burn down. I don't know. I have no idea. Right? Can you believe we're still living in the same year of the premiere of Peacemaker? Yeah, mm. 2022, oh. baby. <laughs> it's been a long year, man. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Or short. It feels short to me, but a lot of things happen in this year. That that show should probably be on people's top five end of year TV show lists, right? Like that was. A really I good hope show. so. I really hope so because yeah, there's should. like there's some actors in Peacemaker who deserve accolades. Like yeah. the the Emmys came and went, and I realize it's not intended to win Emmys, but there's just like there's an actor named Danielle Brooks in Peacemaker, and she's just amazing in yeah. everything she's in. Yeah, nothing wrong with her. Uh, by the way, I think they kill. I think they killed an animal. You know how the movies always say uh, we don't kill <laughs> animals. Right. I think they killed that spider. They flicked it real hard. Oh, they yeah. flicked it real hard. Yeah, I think he died. Uh, who? Let's see who flicked it. Uh, it was. It the was dude. Peter Cook. Peter Cook. Yeah. yeah, just flicked, flicked open the wall. Cracked open the wall that was boiled. Yeah, 
and uh, and the spider's still alive, which I'm not sure how that happens. Okay, well, the entire so you just you just reminded me, and this is my whole problem with the movie. I think maybe my major problem: all of the villainy is coming from just like voodoo magic. I hate yeah. that. Yeah. I yeah. but I like that because super. Okay, so you got a couple of choices of how to beat a super crypto. Uh, they, so you got to use. Uh, you got to use magic because that's one thing that they're susceptible to. If you're not going to use kryptonite, you got to use magic. So I was I actually this answered the question for me. It's like, what would they have done if they ever brought magic into Superman? This don't do it. Well, the magic. Oh, that scene where they were stretching her. The creature was stretching. Oh, that her. was yeah. <laughs> what a bunch of shit that was. That was so yeah. bad. I kind, of, I kind of no. Of course you liked, liked it because you defend that. Come on. I kind of liked it because it kind of fit in with the Phantom Zone stretching they do. So okay. the effect it kind of all fits in. Can I just stop you there? Yeah, I'm so I'm bad. sorry. Sure. I'm sorry. I know there's a history here. But every time I hear the phrase the Phantom Zone, I just figure it's a 1980s <laughs> pizza slash video arcade. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna, hey, we're gonna, it's Friday night. We're going to go to the Phantom Zone and play Galaga. They, That's a and great And they can't stop game. talking about it, apparently, the Kryptonians. They can't stop talking about no. the Phantom Zone. It's all Nobody, there. Well, you don't want to go there. I didn't realize. So this movie is weird in the sense that the Phantom Zone to me was just people up next to a, a chunk of glass with their face pressed to it. <laughs> yelling. Right. Spinning around through space waiting for an atomic right. bomb to shatter it. Yeah. I but think in that's this one, there's to like be, dirt and land and water I, and mud and right. caves and stuff. I think that's how you get shipped to there. And I think that's what they said. I think they were on their way there uh, when Zod and all those guys were hanging out in, in space oh. floating around. I think they were heading to the Phantom Zone. And then they got knocked off course, and then they got blown up. Well, I that think took them a like long enough in time, then. Because yeah, it's kind of like, well, I mean, you're going to be there forever. It doesn't matter how long it takes you to get to the Phantom Zone. Uh, it's kind of <laughs> like a, it was kind of like you know the prison bus scenes yeah. where you know they, they, yeah, something happens, they, they escape. But it's, I, it's how does, like years and years and years because right, you know, yeah. uh, uh, Superman's dad is doing his old trial thing, and and are oh, you criminals or <laughs> you know sentence blah blah blah. Yeah. And I, then we I get thought, a whole movie where yeah. they're floating in space on their way yeah. to uh, the Phantom Zone, and it's not yeah. until it's Superman it, it two. It's the whole time doing this. Yeah, and su- yeah, Superman's like thirty five years old at that point. He's an it's old. A, it's interdimensional. He's an adult. No, two dimensional. It's a pane of glass. Right. Right. It's just a flat. Well, I thought that's uh, we're, no. we're trying to decide if the if the Phantom Zone is is that, or if the Phantom Zone is where car was in this movie and that plate pane of glass is just the transport system right she <laughs> still has car. her powers while she's in the phantom zone too no, no she, she kept not. no she oh, kept yes, biffing she it does. she falls in black slime and comes out perfectly clean oh well i don't oh, know okay. about that yeah, but yeah, she yeah. but she couldn't <laughs> well, fly if you movie magic yes yeah but she couldn't right. fly phantom though zone she has couldn't... paper towels <laughs> <laughs> they got bounty on every corner but she couldn't do her main powers in there which is right i think right. the idea was like oh yeah you become neutered here and you're just stuck here and I kind of like that idea, but I don't think they explained it very well. Like, oh, and they had like forever to do it. Yeah, Christ. but her, but look, her. If if you're saying that that's the transportation thing, and it took 35 years for one of those to take Zod and his pals to the Phantom Zone, but in her case, it, she was there in about five and a half minutes. Well, she was at she was already at Earth, so it's fine, you know. Uh, she, that's it's cl- the Phantom Zone is close to Earth. I don't know. Is that so, <laughs> is that the deal? I don't know. I can't really. I can't be apologist for this stuff because it's just so freaking not thoughtful about the material. Yeah. They just are like, ah, I don't know. Hey, it's a place. It's all nah, dirty. Maybe she flies in a pane of glass. I don't, nah. It's like we only we only have O'Toole for like a hot five <laughs> seconds. So you know, get in there you and get what? your scenes done. According to the Wikipedia page on the Phantom Zone, 
the Phantom Zone is that pane of glass. So I don't know. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh, the Wikipedia says. Oh, well, that's well absolutely. Yeah, Who was it written by? An yeah. expert. Everyone always everyone always says this about Wikipedia when they don't like the answers that are on there. But it's the most. <laughs> right. It is the most accurate resource on the internet. There's it's, nothing. Well, it is like because sourced. It's, it's it's one of the best sources because it can be checked by experts. So, you know, you could have the possibility of it being corrected. Right. If it I hate wrong. when people so, crutch it though and go, I'm not, I'm not saying this. About yeah. you, but, but when it comes to something like this, you know, it's just like, who, who is the expert? The, the writers of these comics, are they going to Wikipedia and correcting anybody? Probably. probably. Yeah. You probably, probably go through not. old comics and going to know as uh, someone sort of in the entertainment industry. Yes. <laughs> well, are, it's according. Oh my gosh, are they all paying really close attention to Wikipedia? They don't want it to be wrong, man. They got to go yeah. in there, and, and yeah. usually when you get an error on that place, somebody somebody tries to hack somebody's page and say he eats babies in the morning or whatever. It's fixed. <laughs> it's it's fixed in like thirty seconds or something. Yeah, I'm just uh, the, uh, this is what I'm always trying to do. I think Wikipedia is a great resource. I am always afraid. They would become dependent and believable, you know, believe in Wikipedia 100%. And then one day the rug we pulled out. So we always need to be questioning. Yeah, always question. Wikipedia is a really great source for doing that because it has systems in place to question and to correct. It's almost like it's existence. Never get comfortable with Wikipedia is what I'm saying. It's very existence is to correct to be self-correcting. Yes. So if if that continues, but you're not wrong, dude. I, as, I, I long agree as, with that. as long as yeah. nobody finds a way to exploit it, we should be fine. But I'm always be apprehensive about it. In my did uh, any of Nick's teachers, you know, tell him that uh, when he does a a report, a project, that he's not allowed to use Wikipedia as a source? I've I've heard I've heard parents say that before. A teacher, certain teachers will do. That. Well, I think teachers. Yeah. It's not that they don't want them to use it because it's not accurate. I think they don't want them to use it because it's cheating, right? Or they're not <laughs> really? doing real hard work. All they're doing is just a couple of searches, and bam, they got their answer. Right. I thought that was why, but maybe. But that's I, what I we do anyway. Know. That's what you do in real life. That's you know that's that's how we actually function as human beings. I feel like that's point. also I mean, changed. Do I have to use an encyclopedia. I'm doing the same thing. I'm finding right. that article. Yeah, and I'm but you're grabbing chopping. a book and you're flipping pages and you're like, oh shit, it's on page 300 and you're like trying to find. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I'm not, I'm <laughs> well, I'm saying they're wrong. Could, like ultimately those teachers right. were wrong, but I think there was an era, right. a transitional era there in the aughts yeah. where, and I saw this with a couple of my kids, where this this still felt like. Oh no! You can't use a calculator in class. If that, right. That's how it felt. Yeah. Too well, easy. You, what yeah. do you think you're going to be walking around with a calculator in your pocket your entire? Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do when you don't have a calculator with you? Yeah. <laughs> right. And now we've got. Now we have a device that is bare, You know, it, only one of its four hundred thousand functions is a calculator, and we carry right. it around in our pocket. <laughs> so yeah, they ridiculous. I, I, I think that's part of it, but um, yeah. I, you know, I think I think if. As far as like historical stuff, there's a lot of attention on there for that. But also, yeah. I think movies and stuff. I think people are like, I want this to be accurate, or I'm a huge fan of this comic, and I I do a lot well, of edits always, on here, and so I'm going to tell you that this get, is right. I always get worried though when it's, it seems like it's more and more often that I go to Wikipedia and I have to scroll down. It's below the fold, as we used to call it in newspaper. The content is below the fold because the half top of the fold is nothing but please save us. Wikipedia is in big trouble. If you don't send money now, we'll have to do something else. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. Just imagine, oh, Jesus. I sometimes wonder what, what could their hosting costs possibly be? Like just how, right. how expensive is it? Because right. hosting probably not so much. The bandwidth probably is. Yeah, I wonder actually. Outrageous. I mean, how many pages, how many articles are there? 
Well, and there's a lot of there's a lot of mixed media on there. A lot of there's photos, a lot of, yeah, lot of audio. Yeah. yeah, it's got to be huge, actually. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, oh, I got a trope for you. Oh, give me. Oh, please, <laughs> please do. The movie poster is always a lie. Every time, yeah. <laughs> look at this. That is a trope. This one is particularly tropey. Oh yeah, uh, she's never even in New York. She's never in there. It was Chicago behind yeah. her in the one scene with it the city. Was weird. Yeah. Yep, the whole movie takes place in Illinois, oh my and gosh, uh, for some reason it's a metropolis on the on the picture. <laughs> yeah, um, it's not. It's, New, it's literal a- New York in the picture. It's not even a metropolis. It's the Twin Towers in the background. There's the Statue of Liberty. The Statue of Liberty. Yeah, that's effed up. I, I don't I, get it. I'm annoyed. I get by it. That. it was it was really weird. It's almost like it was made in another country by people who don't necessarily <laughs> Yeah. That's, that's just know the highlights of the United and, States. And once again, it's got Mia Farrow right in there, and you're like, she has 30 seconds of screen time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she was a big name at the time. And yeah, she was a big draw. Yeah. I mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Ellis got higher billing than her. That's pretty funny. I think. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You go Faye Dunaway, Peter O'Toole, Ellis, and then Mia <laughs> Farrow. Ellis. Simon Ellis. Ward. We talked about him a little bit. Simon Ward is the dad. Uh, you don't see him very long either, but um, he plays Zorel. Uh, look at his IMDb photo. I'm not kidding about his eyes. I don't, I'm not saying that maybe something's wrong or something's weird, oh, but no, that dude's eyes yeah, that, are no, that's so... Not weird, but you are right. I mean, that's... They're interesting. That has went beyond a certain point. I mean, but that's not the only character or actor or human being with eyes. No, no, no. Wide. No, I feel like if you put him in a room with Anya Taylor-Joy, it'd probably people would be like, oh yeah, these two came from the same stock or something, but there's <laughs> just something about those eyes. He looks like a bug man. Like a... You know, he's gonna suddenly... A big, big weird legs bug are gonna pop man. out of him. Yeah. You know, he's going to so be like, who a, has the widest set eyes of anyone in Hollywood? Would you it's say it's this guy? Joy. I'm giving it Simon Ward possible. I need to see side by sides, but Simon Ward might be the biggest. And then I'd put okay. Anya Taylor Joy in there. She makes it look good, though. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So not not Hugo Weaving. No, no. Oh, he's, <laughs> he's pretty he's, good. Yeah. yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I got to look at it. Hugo <laughs> we need to get we need to get some accurate measurements. Oh yeah, his are—they're not as bulgy, yeah. but they're definitely out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's he doing these days? Hold on a second. Trying to hold his eyes together. Oh, he's in all kinds of stuff. He made he's like four movies stuff, last year, one this year, yeah. three the year before. He's busy. He's fine. He's doing good. I'm just looking. I'm just looking through pages and pages of pictures of actors, and it's like they start to all look like their eyes are far apart. Especially yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch. He looks like his <laughs> eyes are yeah. Yeah. on the sides of his head. <laughs> this idea that Hollywood's made up of lizard people, I think, is incorrect. It's made up of insects. <laughs> is that oh. where it comes from? Yeah, insectoids is where they I all I present yeah. uh, Cody uh, Smith McPhee from. Uh, oh, good call. Yeah, the. Uh, let's see that horrible, that horrible big lung URL. Jeez, Louise. Oh, yeah. Jesus, man. Smith McPhee, there he is. Oh, it's with a K. Oh, is this a whole thread on people with wide set eyes? Yes. I'm looking at like people have like measured from afar and they're like, yeah. Amanda Seyfried has very, very wide set. Oh, eyes. It's just stuff you do yeah, in your, they it's include, they include Sid from ice age in this. Hilarious. It's look, it's what you do when you, uh, you could do a character creator in a new MMO or something. You're, you, you put their eyes way out on the side. It's like a Skyrim, the, you know, who's you, the opposite of this. Who's got the closest set eyes? Tom Cruise. <laughs> Top Chris, <laughs> pretty close together. Who's, who's uh, the closest to eyes? Oh. Yeah, what's her face from uh, the Truman Show? Uh, Linda, Laura no, Linney. What's her name? Laura Linney. Yeah, Laura Linney. Laura Linney. I she's, she's basically a DC character, isn't she? Uh, <laughs> Laura Linney. 
Yeah, Lord <laughs> Lenny. That is I want a, a movie a where DC we just we just name. cast people with really wide set and really <laughs> close set. They have to be on different sides of the of the story, right? Like I forgot he was in. I thought he was. I forgot he was the new Dark Knight Crawler, the Cody Smith McPhee kid. I forgot about. Oh, that. Oh, I forgot that too. Yeah. yeah, in the movies that aren't good, but yeah. I, I then said, I then said, Christina Applegate's eyes are really close together on film sack for the first time. I don't know why I said that, but it came out of my mouth. They're there. They're there. They're out there. They're off to the side. Harry Melling. They can see, they can see shit. We can't see is the point. Yeah. So people at home going, Oh, why are you making fun of people's eyes? We're not making fun of them. I, I, you know, they're just interesting. It's just these are. These <laughs> oh, we're not making fun. Oh, I'm sorry. We're making, just, I didn't think we we're making fun. It's yeah. really, really remarkable the diversity of of human shapes and sizes, given yeah. that we're all the same species. Yeah. It's just like, like if I if I said to you, here's some birds and they all look identical, you'd be, oh, yeah. those are all the same species. Wait. But if they were every different color and size and shape and like some had long feathers and some had short feathers you would, you would not believe me that they were the same species. no i'm yeah. humans are but it's, it's a lot of times diverse. advantages for an actor to have such a unique uh feature right I almost mean, always that's yeah. going to get you the job i agree yeah. i mean it's not always just handsome or, or or beautiful it's sometimes it's just unique looking weird like uh, yeah. uh steve buscemi does he even have he the career, career he has without i mean he's a fine actor don't get me wrong he is yeah. he's yeah. great but that but his look and his features I think feature into it, yeah, for sure, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's how you get. It's, it's how you get your foot in the door, or That's in this right. case, your face. Yeah, and then people love you. <laughs> <Let me in. laughs> and people recognize you so e- instantly. It's just so easy to go. Oh, yeah. that's Steve Buscemi. It's can't yeah. be anyone else. Who else could it be? No, it's nobody but Steve Buscemi. Nobody but Steve Buscemi. <laughs> uh, nobody but Steve Buscemi. Check this hey, out. I have the. Uh, oh yeah, go ahead. Well, as you say, I have the what grossed out Scott the most. Oh, uh, thing, let's get to I it. I think oh. is probably the easiest one we've ever had on the show. Gross. All right, what do we got? Sticking your fingers in the coconut milk and then sticking yes. just jamming them into an unconscious Ellis's mouth. You are Ethan. you are extremely close, but something beat oh, it out. Not, yeah, something beat that. Oh yeah. wow, you're right up there though, dude. Like wow. you're not. Was it, her, not. Was it Kara kissing herself in the mirror? Gross. <laughs> no, some dorm room. Um, here I'll let's see if I can find it. Oh, you have audio of it. Yeah, uh, this is an audio gross, uh, which I always oh, look for. Gotcha. Yeah. So this is, uh, well, okay. So when Matt Frewer is making advances with the other thug guy, yeah. uh, <laughs> when Max headroom and min headroom, are, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> min max headrooms. Um, yeah. anyway, when he's creeping over there, he's chewing gum and it sounded like this and it drove me crazy. So enjoy. It gets worse. That's him chewing gum, dude. <laughs> Oh yeah, I forgot about that. It did annoy me. I did Ugh. think about the Foley work. I was like, God, he is going to town. Really bug me. Didn't like okay, it. There's a related trope here, uh, which is our um, our Tony Danza off wish guy. Uh, he <laughs> he has to be portrayed as a hayseed, so he's got a a freaking toothpick in his mouth for several minutes. Not just like he was picking his teeth and it stuck around. He's he's like using a toothpick like you would use like a, a cigarette. He's got it. Oh yeah, and he puts it in his hair when he before he drinks, which is what I yeah. do. I do that all the time. I think it's a, a bad habit. I think it's why I dropped a toothpick in uh, some of Kim's cooking that one time. So people who see you, people <laughs> oh, that's who see right, you it was think, a toothpick. Yeah. yeah, well, I did the I did the peanut the one the, time, uh, the toothpick peanut, another yeah. time, and then the the recently was something I don't remember what it was. Oh, be, uh, no, it was a oh, shit. I don't remember what it was. was a, I thought recently it was another peanut. It might have been another this time, peanut. This time intentionally, it was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think that's what happened. But but yeah, people that put uh, toothpicks in your above your ear when you're suddenly needing to not have the toothpick in your mouth, I do it all the time. And then I forget it's there. And then sometimes it'll fall out and end up in the carpet. And then Kim will kick it with her foot and want to divorce me and things like that. Right. And I'm saying that this is like a visual clue to people who see you out in public. Yeah. That you're a hick. Yeah. 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 You're, yeah you're, or you're Ellis and you're going to give information to <laughs> Uh, let's see here. I also wrote down that I really liked the football themed bumper cars. I thought those were cool. Oh yeah. With like, like, uh, pro teams on the front and what looked like college mm, teams pretty, on the back. Cool. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. cool. And like the oh, Rams no, was the college front. teams on the back. What are you talking about? They were all pro teams. Were they? 1984. Oh, yes, I thought there were was some, I thought yeah, with I'm with, with Ibit. I'm with Ibit. I thought I saw college stuff. Oh no. These were all NFL symbols from the time. I like kind of liked it. I liked it. Yeah, that yeah, was that was, cool. I was really Tampa cool. Bay I thought those were neat. I love I love how you can just pick a, a guy up from one of those bumper cars and fly straight up and not kill him going through the ceiling. Yeah, right. Yeah, they they waved a few things like that away. You know what guys like? They like to ride around and and football carts. That's what that's what <laughs> ladies think guys like. That's yep. right. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I just realized he was offered a can of a, he was offered a canned beverage in this that was trouble, and he was also offered a coke canned mm. beverage in uh wow. Die Hard. that was also trouble he got shot right after he started drinking that that coke schlitz schlitz malt That's liquor right. in this one i'm in the mood i mean it is christmas and everyone has this dumb christmas argument about Die Hard, but i think i'm in the mood i'm gonna watch it yeah hmm. do it somebody sent me a link to download the uh a 3d printable uh, oh the, the advent calendar oh um, advent what yeah, is the, the whole thing uh, Nakatomi Plaza? Like the, the Nakatomi Plaza advent oh, calendar thing. Yeah. Print me one. Oh, that's so cool, dude. <laughs> it's gonna be so sick of me asking for prints. Print me yeah. something, Ibert. Yeah. Yeah, this this one <laughs> this one will take a while. I mean, I you know, it's like uh you've got a little Hans Gruber uh uh shape that you print and then you you print on a color printer the the thing and glue stick it to that and that's great dude <laughs> i actually really love that um real quick the uh, uh the, someone just died from that cast that we all love um oh yeah it was um right it was the black the guy, guy who was uh, theo also... theo right was the character oh was it him okay sorry i thought there was somebody else that just died who was on lost and uh justified Oh, I thought he was on Die Hard as well. In Die Hard as well, but I guess it's a different uh, actor. Well, let me see if I can find him. The guy who played Theo. No, that's AJ Powell. The quarterback is toast. That guy. That guy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's him. Oh, yeah. Clarence Gilliard Jr. He just passed. Oh. Uh, Speaking of, you know, it's December third. Uh, has anybody watched a Christmas movie yet this year? Oh my God! I've watched so many, including that uh, that Guardians of the Galaxy thing. I've I've we've done nothing. But yeah, I guess Christmas if you count that. That is the only Christmas thing I've watched, but I wouldn't call that a movie. That's a that's a special. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, it is a special. You're right. Now I have watched plenty, many movies that we've watched. We've watched Elf. We've watched uh, one of the Santa Claus movies. We've watched, already um, already. Oh yeah, already, wow. man. Oh yeah, wow, there's so many to watch. We got to get through them. That's a good point. I know Scott watched Spirited. I haven't I haven't watched that. I haven't one seen yet, that. But yet, really though. enjoyed it. I highly recommend. Yeah, I'm saving it for Christmas week, yeah. uh, along with most things. It's quite good. Yep. I think you guys will like it. That's great. Ryan Reynolds is is becoming a uh, a Christmas thing. Like we we always watch uh, Just Friends. Is that the movie? Oh, Kim loves that movie. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. She loves that. I, I don't think I like it, but she loves it. <laughs> I don't what? think I like it. It's fine. I like Ryan Reynolds kind of in general, but I it's that one's a little too. Oh, that's the fat suit. Uh, Amy Smart and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. He's in a fat suit. I do like Amy yeah, Smart. He, he ends up accidentally going home for Christmas. 
Yeah. With uh, what's her name? Uh, <laughs> he looks oh like Larry Bud Melman in that movie. It's like a weird looking fat suit guy. Yeah. My my wife loves that movie. She also really oh, likes Anna the Sandra Harris. Bullock one. The uh, Betty White's in it. I can't think of the name of it. Coach is in it. Anyway, whatever that one's called. <laughs> the one where they're naked in the room and they like accidentally run into each other. Oh, we watched Four Christmases too. We always love to do that one. Which one's that? I don't even know what that is. Oh, Vince Vaughn and uh, uh, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, I don't know so that. You have one. to go to four family Christmases because the, yes. the, the uh, divorce split and remarried family. And, you got to right. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Why is that? I'm still. So, you got to You got a buff Favre. That's actually. In there? That is actually pretty pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. A buff Favre. So, I'm so disappointed when a new Christmas movie comes along. Yeah. And oh, by all accounts, it should be awesome, and it isn't. And my current example is from two years ago. Uh, Dan Levy made a fifth of a movie called Happiest Season with Aubrey Plaza and Kristen Stewart. Oh, we did not like that movie. We tried. We tried. The Dan Levy 20% of the movie is amazing. Oh, yeah. Right. And the other 80% of the movie is, eh, I'm not going to ever watch it. Yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do want to see this violent night pretty bad. Um, yeah, it's reviewing David well. Harbor. Yeah, yeah. They re- so I, re- I read an article interview Tommy, whatever his name is, the director. He said um, our number one goal was to not shot. We wanted to make. We wanted to lean into the Christmasness of it. So everybody can make a movie where it's like ah, super. It's like or Superman. It says like Santa, but he's pissed. Or ah, you know, they just play with one or two tropes, and they're like, no, we're gonna go like hard into this is a Christmas movie with a bunch of really subversive and violent things, but it's still at the core of it. This is really Santa Claus is really a Christmas movie. And I think that works for it, at least from what I've heard. So I can't wait to see this by virtue of him, uh, doing a live stream for us yesterday. I have now listened to David Harbour talk about this movie for like five hours. Hmm. And I can't believe that in all that time, no one has ever mentioned the movie bad Santa because it really does feel like, it comes from that kind of thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. That movie's great. That's one I want to watch this year. If I can get a minute. Oh, um, but you need to go. Like I said, uh, for Christmas is you need to check out because nothing else for the buff, uh, Favreau. Yeah. The director. Yeah. yeah. John Favreau is all buff in it. I don't know. He's no, no. all buff. Okay. For Christmas is what are you telling me? No, no, no. <laughs> I, thought, I thought the, I thought the, the buff person in that movie is Vince Vaughn. No, no, but he he is just big, but he's he's small. He's big, but, but he's brother, small. <laughs> yeah, he's not okay. big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so small. No, no, he's, no. He's big, but he's not muscular. John okay. John Favreau is his brother, who is an MMA wrestler, oh, right. along with his other brother. That's right. Oh yeah. well, he's let that go. That's no longer part of his physique. I'm just going to say yeah. there. I saw yeah. him the other day, yeah. and uh, whoo, he's he's back to Happy Hogan. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think it's Happy Hogan from here on out. It's too hard to maintain. Yeah. I feel his pain, yeah. truly. Um, uh, the other thing I wanted to mention was, um, uh, oh, no, I already mentioned it, the the the, the thing I was going to say. That's all I got. Anybody else have anything you want to say about the the horrible film I, known as Supergirl that does not hold I up? Just, I don't want to crap on it too, too much. It was a perfectly watchable thing if you get your mindset in the right place. Sure. From a film sack perspective, this is where I would say Ebbett was 100% correct. One of the worst movies we've seen, but one of the best film sack movies we've seen. And it's not that all our movies have some bar to reach of like, it needs to be this shitty. It's just 
perfect for discussion and why would it, they do this it this lends way lends itself and, to a lot of great conversation yeah the yeah. whole time i'm watching i'm going oh my gosh this is like back to kroll or back to you know one of these old movies we always think of as classic film sack movies and that's how this one felt to me but i hope and people I, enjoyed it because you're probably never going to see it again <laughs> I, I i will definitely never see it again there was just an earnestness to how it's constructed that i i don't want to was know, it your first watch randy the much. first time you'd seen it oh for sure i, have, yeah, I had no I, I knew nothing about this movie in my case i'd seen it but like i said earlier i just don't remember anything from it i just remember her having power and she was supergirl that's it i remember thinking she was kind of cute at the time you know i was 14 or whatever mm-hmm. in 84 and uh she i was like oh uh, let's go see that that's got a pretty girl in it and then mm-hmm. that's all i remember <laughs> no other memory that's uh, what got once there you have it all right let's uh let's do some clips then and uh cool. we'll start with this one here which is cool, cool. uh you, you don't didn't you learn anything at school says peter o'toole silly question did you not study six dimensional geometry at school do they not teach you anything anymore he is ruined for me because in my head, when I just hear his voice, I hear the the food reviewer on Ratatouille, which he played before he died. <laughs> it's an amazing so, character, it's, but he sounds just yeah. like him and everything. So. And what Oscar winner for my favorite year? I think if I think uh, I that was correctly. the movie. Yep. Um, yeah. Isn't he? Uh, I think one for something else. Oh, yeah. the the. Um, hold on, I'm pulling it up because yes, that Lawrence of Arabia, maybe Lawrence of Arabia, yes. That's right. Oh, and he was in that 04 Troy movie, which I never saw. We should do Troy. Troy. Oh, yeah. Oh, actually, I love that see. one. That's no, for, he, uh, he was nominated eight times for Best Actor uh, and, and never, never won. won. Oh, never won. that's a shame. Yeah, they had to give him an honorary Oscar yeah. to make it so that he had an Oscar. I've got a picture wow. of him in King Lear stage production that is just hubba macubba. Look at this guy right here. <laughs> i mean in his day with those piercing blue eyes look at oh that yeah look at that wow he's cool <laughs> look at that wow. yeah. look at that yeah wow. by the end wow. he looked like a he looked like a wet piece of food i found in the back of the closet but <laughs> whatever we all get old it's fine sure you sure. know stuff sags and moves and does things you don't like so it's fine peter o'toole won a bunch of golden globes did you know that no hmm. won some globs i yeah. like the globs yeah he mm-hmm uh, he back in 1963, the Golden Globes had an award called Most Promising Newcomer, and he oh, won that. Wow, I'm, that kind they of call. surprises me that the Golden Globes have been around that long. For whatever reason, I thought they were a much more recent thing. But mm. he was in. Oh, you know the one thing I really liked him in. So I loved the Tudors, the the Showtime show back in the aughts. Oh, yeah. In 08, I forgot he played Pope Paul the Third. He was so freaking creepy cool in that. Perfect Pope, PP is what we call him. The perfect Pope. Perfect Pope. Yeah. Uh, and the, and our, uh, you have a clip of our other Peter, Peter Cook. Uh, I guess so many. Well, not many, but a few. All right. Go. I have some of them. In fact, let's get to them. <laughs> Here's a silly question. Silly question. All right. There's that. It's just part of that. Uh, Venus. What? All right. Anyway, here's this. Venus. When? Tomorrow or the next day. At the latest. Well, they're just winging it up there. <laughs> right. They're just making up dialogue as they go. Yeah, just winging it. It's like, Venus. Day after that. Uh, the My Pumpkin Guy. The only way you can rule the world is to become invisible, My Pumpkin. Mm-hmm. But really, it's Peter mm. Cook. A little with foreshadowing for her using the invisible monster, maybe. I don't know. Oh. Oh. Okay. Mm. okay. All right. Which I thought was kind of cool. The invisible monster. 
Uh, but not the one that stretched him. You're not talking about the stretch. No, okay. no, that we can see that one. No, I'm talking about the, the one, one that, she went into the to the, the sky and grabbed the electricity. Oh, went, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was all right. The one that stretched her was stupid and can burn in a fire. I hated that. Uh, here's uh oh that we heard this at the top of the show, but I like it. What's going on? Hey, what's going on? That's not edited. That's <laughs> hey hey. Now I said what's hey, going on here? Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? I say I say what's going on? He's basically foghorn leghorn. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> All right, I play it now. I'm going to play a clip that if it had a laugh track, you'd swear this was cut from the Love Boat. So here it is. I figured the only way that we're going to pay our bills next month in this dump is to just go ahead and do what I said, which is to start our own coven. Dude, she's so love both. Coven. 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 Everything about her strikes me as a 70s guest star. That that hair. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds sounds nothing for this movie. It sounded like a clip from Laverne and Shirley. Yeah, it could be. (laughs) You put a soundtrack on there, it'd be hard to guess. Uh, here's some creepers who be creeping. You're uh, Superman's best friend, huh? No. His cousin. I've come here to search for the Omega Hedron. It's a power source vital to Argo City. You see, that's where I live. No kidding. Eddie and me, uh, we're on a secret mission also. Guy's got a cool voice. Hey, we're on a secret mission uh, also. I'm almost Rizzo from MASH. Yes. We got the... We got uh, Max Headroom here. Now we need somebody with the exact opposite voice. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Oh, I'm Max Headroom. Oh, I'm the other guy. <laughs> yeah, he's got a cool voice, but I, I, I'll bet that's years of schmoking or something, did it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I wrote here, this is an actual audio from Brian's prom, but it, but I wrote Nigel sounds like Ibit on prom night. So mm. just take it for whatever you want. There's a little bone on the left side. A little bone. A little bone which, if bound to a man, stirs up the greatest lust. I want to be rich and famous. Then stick with me. All right. Mm. Yep, now, that's. Is that familiar? Was it? Did it feel? Uh, you know. I was even yeah. And then, and uh, uh, what is love by Howard Jones was even playing in my prom <laughs> when I recorded that. So it uh, yeah. That was such an odd licensed song, I thought, for use yeah. in here. Yeah, and then they had a uh, new song by Howard Jones playing in the diner in uh, before the front loader wrecked town for 10 minutes before Supergirl did anything about it. It's weird. They tapped uh, Hojo for his, for his whole yeah, catalog. it's weird. Exactly. It's a weird, uh, weird licensing. Here's uh, the Linda Lee moment. On Earth, I'm Lee. Linda Lee. On Earth, I'm Lee. On Earth, I'm Lee. That should have been, if I was the principal, I would have heard her say, on earth, I'm Lee, and say, uh, I don't think you're going to work out here at the school. Yeah, exactly, yes. You probably should get out of here. Uh, something going on with the big guy. I don't know what this means. My sister's got something going with the big guy. Oh, Lois. Big guy. About Superman. She has a weird trail-off voice, listen. With the black hair and the big muscles. It's not just a hair. A little slurry, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. That's when they're in the shower, and all the boys at home are like, ooh. Uh, this is the first movie I uh, think I ever saw that referenced this place. Hi. I'll see you later at Popeyes then, okay? I'd never heard of Popeyes until. <laughs> oh, <Popeyes>. <laughs> right. Yeah, Boy, it looks like it. Yeah. logo, everything, nothing has changed. The big sign still says, Love that chicken. It's like, wow, mm-hmm. is this, Popeyes never Love changed anything. No, we just didn't have it growing up. So for me, it was like this mythical place. You'd say, Popeyes chicken. I'm like, what? Where? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, I don't live in any of the places that have it. But now they're everywhere here. So. Yeah. And I kind of like Popeyes. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, How to say you're single. At the uh, present moment in time, I'm currently enjoying a single status in my personal life. 
Okay. <laughs> he sounds so much like Mulder there. It so was, Ellis, like, I didn't pick it up until, uh, you know, until you're yeah. putting the photos and talking about yeah. it in the Discord. I'm like, but now I'm hearing it. It's like, how did I miss that this is uh, Hans? Yeah. Puppy? Yeah. And he's, it's also, it, now that Dunaway says it, that's a very Moldery sound. Listen yeah. to that again. At the uh, present moment in time, I'm currently enjoying a single status in my personal life. Yeah. It's like a New York yeah, accented Mulder. Mulder. That's weird. Nasal, uh, yeah. Do, 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 do. What? Uh, yeah. Did anybody <laughs> care whether this guy lives or dies? Like, there's this huge long sequence where he's being mm-hmm. attacked by a earth moving machine, and like, I just didn't care. I was just like, oh, if he oh. if he gets killed now, that would be right. good for the movie. Fine with me. Yeah. Only when she started caring about him did I care about him. Yeah, Hell I guess so. I kind of like how. This movie really waved away the the secret identity thing at the end, where it just trusted three or four people to never say anything. Yeah, I don't, right. I don't trust that. That never works. That should be on Twitter in the next five minutes. You know, <laughs> some of that. Ellis I is did gonna, it with Supergirl. That's right. He'd be all shirtless yeah. in a photo, uh, pointing at her. Who knows what he'll do? All right, uh, that was magic. That was magic. Damn it. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> magic. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Duh. Faye Dunaway doing her Oscar-worthy performance there in Supergirl. Uh, here's uh, a <coughs> Jimmy Olsen shows up. He's probably on drugs, and he's going to get creamed if he's not too careful. Oh. If he's not too careful. Thanks, Jimmy. I can write an article about it. Yeah, and go back to fake New York. Me. All right, bring him to me, says, what's her name? Bring him to me. Okay. To me? Now, that was kind of sing-songy. It gets weirder. This line here, I swear she's about to break into song. So, for, okay, I'm going to play that one again just so we get a little taste of it. Bring him to me. It's like we're going into some song, right? Now uh-huh. this one, where I really do feel like she's about to sing. Here you go. Don't, don't look at her. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. Don't look yeah. at her. It sounds like a show tune, yeah, like a it totally does. Oh, it's so weird. And the idea is that witches rhyme. That's how you do spells. If you don't rhyme it, then it doesn't have any power. Isn't is that, that the deal? The, is that what they're doing? Yes, is that the deal? Yeah. Oh, that's Toil, so, yeah. bu- bubble, bubble, toil and trouble sort of right. thing. Yeah, sure. Sing songy right. rhyme. Yeah. Hate it. Don't look at her. Look at like me. you once looked at me. Don't look, look at her. her. <laughs> It's beautiful. Oh, man. All right. Say the name. Oh, we got to say the name in the movie. I always love these. Here you go. A super girl. Yeah. yeah. Like some kind of super, super girl. I wish the movie was titled A Super Girl. A Super right. Girl. <laughs> that implies the existence super. of other She's super girls. Super. Yeah, yeah. I love that the poster says underneath the super girl, her first great adventure and her last. And yeah. her last. Yeah. No, I did the last part. Yeah. Well, look, your part was yeah. right. Uh, what is it? Oh, here's Nigel again. What's in it for me? Me. Aha. Oh. Oh, I see what you did there. Dearly beloved. Uh, Let's see. Pure. Oh, this is what the uh, stick is made of. Pure, unadulterated evil. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good stuff. And feathers. And feathers. (laughs) Probably a little bit of, I don't know. Put your your stick with my ball and let's make some magic. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid voodoo crap. All right, here's a final clip. It's all right, Supergirl. We never saw you. We never even heard of you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that ain't going to go that well. That should be our 
conclusion. Well, that clip could be the whole episode of Filmsack. Yeah, it could be. Didn't those two? So those two are together now. Uh, 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 yeah, Jimmy really. Olsen and the friend. The, right. Yeah, because okay. he can't have he can't have Lois Lane, so he gets yeah. her sister. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid, little Lane. Right. I don't think they addressed it in four, which came out later. Right? Like it, I can't remember. That's oh, a good shit. question. I don't huh. remember either. Anyway, whatever. Like this movie cares about canon. <laughs> I don't know why I'm, I don't know why I'm worried about it. <laughs> All right, it's right. time for uh, that to end and this to start. I have the film sack checklist right here. I got it right here. That's right, damn it. And here's what it says. Uh, freaked out principal trope, check. Faye Dunaway is a terrible Lexi Luther, check. Uh, death by stupid tornadoes, check. That was in there. That was really yeah. dumb. Uh, the Star Trek connections, I have to think there is at least got to be one here. Sure. Let's go two, though. Okay. There's really only one, but let's go two. Uh, because this uh, this film features music composed by Jerry Goldsmith, we have oh the, yeah, we have the entire score. Uh, Jerry is a Jerry Goldsmith thing. Um, as you know, Jerry Goldsmith was the composer who made the music for Star Trek: The Motion Picture and the Star- the Final Frontier, and then uh, especially the TNG ones. He was the Enterprise was stuff, yeah. Composer for First Contact and Insurrection sorry, and TNG. Nemesis. <clears throat> yeah, he's he's isn't he our most uh, he's our most heard uh, music guy on here, right? On he's got to be, yeah. got to be. If he's not, I'll be I'd be shocked by that. I feel like um, we bring I'm not, him up I'm not a lot. trusting our stats right now, but uh, <laughs> let's, oh, bombats! You're... Let's get on to Matt Frewer because. Um, I think this guy has such an outsized influence, at least in my history mm. as a entertainment viewer. Like I, I, I just, I, it's not that I just know him as Max Headroom, but his voice was so common in my childhood. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he was, especially in an episode of the next generation. He, he played, oh, uh, uh, Berlinghoff Rasmussen in the season five episode, a matter of time. Yep. Um, Max Headroom of time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like he's, he really, he's just Max Headroom. Like he's got this character. He's in that episode. He's a time traveling, like petty thief. Well, I thought, I thought the thing was he tried to convince him that he was a time traveler, but it was just a, he was just a thief. No, he has a, he has a time machine. He does. Okay. He he accidentally (laughs) obtained from the distant future and he's actually from the past. And so he's, he's, figured out how to make it come to the current time and he comes to the enterprise and he tries to steal their stuff. And, um, and then the, and then they capture him before he gets in his time machine and it automatically disappears. So now, now he's trapped in in time and he goes to space jail, but (laughs) this is, this is a true story. I have a, I have a true story about that episode, that role, Berlinghoff Rasmussen, that role was almost played by Robin Williams. Oh my. Uh, Robin, oh, really? Robin Williams had to drop out when the filming for the episode of the show conflicted with another project and they couldn't move the filming of the show. Yeah, it's it, interesting. It would have been legendary to have Mork from Orc. Yeah. As mm-hmm. this guy, I just would have been amazing. He, um, my kids love him because he was panic and, um, uh, the Hercules animated Disney movie. Uh, the little one of those two little weasel guys it was him and Very Bobcat Goldthwait. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Um, it's back when I thought I liked James Woods, but anyway, 
Uh, Matt Frewer was recently in his most recent credit, in fact, but also I just thought he was amazing. And it was this uh, judge in the Perry Mason HBO show that just happened. Oh, right. He's great in it. Like, yeah. I, and he's working like crazy. Look at him. The Magicians, Fear the Walking Dead, The Order, Castlevania, Altered Carbon, Orphan Black. Like he's, he's just, he's doing just fine. This Matt Frewer. You stop chewing gum. You stop chewing gum on camera. People hire you, buddy. That's what happens. <laughs> that's the thing. That's the that's the key. Yep. Uh, soundtrack great. I'm going to give this movie a uh, F for fine. It's fine. Fine. It's not like you know, yeah. Goldsmithy. It's fine. Whatever. It's certainly not the worst thing about the film. No, no. <laughs> if anything, it might be the best thing. Um, but it's not also not remarkable in his catalog of music. Uh, well, yeah. what can you do, right? You don't want to completely just copy Superman. Right. 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 And so like, but you don't want it to be so different. Right. Yeah. No, so I it agree. ends up just being boring music. Yeah, I agree. It just sort of is, uh, let's get to the social media post. It's where you guys got to sum this oh, thing up nice. in a number of characters or less. Let's start with Randy this week. Supergirl, like taking the local tarot card reading lady on a picnic date, and then in the middle of it, she steals your Cadillac Seville and strands you out in the woods. Hmm. All you can do is watch and wince and feel emasculated, but slightly turned on. Is that hmm. a banana in your pocket, or is it your Peter slash tool? Ooh. Oh, very good. <laughs> I really I thought I, was, I thought I sensed a Saturday night at his house. I was waiting. Yeah, yeah felt right. But it's, it's harder to do with the movie full of women because <laughs> that's kind of the opposite yeah. of Randy's uh, Saturday Night at Evans yeah. House. Yeah, trope. good point. But is it is it is it a, a banana in your pocket or is it a Peter slash tool? Yeah, it's yeah. A Peter slash yeah. tool Peter or O tool. Oh, 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 tool. tool. Yeah. yeah, it's his O tool. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on. Let's do uh, Dunaway now. Oh, uh, Supergirl like squirt from the Phantom, Z- Phantom Zone. No, no, I don't want your Phantom Zone squirt. Stop offering me your squirt. No, I will not get used to it. Now, get your squirt out of my face. Yeah. Hashtag the Phantom Zone is a window pane. Yeah, it is. The pain in the window. That's what it is. Squirt. 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 Also. Squirt. No, stop squirt. offering me squirts. No more squirts. Uh, DLB, I'm tired of squirt. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of squirts, it's Brian Ibbett. <laughs> I have two. Uh, Supergirl, they went from outer space to inner space to a waste of space. Oh. Uh, and Supergirl, Kara Zor-El travels to Earth and fails the Bechtel test. Oh, man. Oh. That's the truth. That's a truth. That's a truth. So the villains. So, I mean, everybody in yeah. this movie fails the Bechtel test. Well, you nailed it. Let's find out what they almost called this film. According to these alternate titles I have here, this was almost called Peter O'Toole's Weird Tools because those things he was, that stupid wand and the ball and everything was weird. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, it was almost called Twister 2 because of the last five minutes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been weird because Twister 1 hadn't even come out for another 10 or no, 12 years. No, I know. Years. The sequel coming out before. Wow. Weird, weird. That's some, some Phantom Zone right there. All right, let's get to an email. Uh, this came to us to filmsack at gmail.com from Chroma Ghost. And this is a weird email because the entire email is in his subject line. He didn't put it in the body. Very odd. It came across as this giant text. And it was very weird. But anyway, it reads fine. It says, hey, guys, I was listening to the From Russia with Love episode, and I was surprised nobody brought up this piece of trivia. The reason Kieran Bay was use, uh, using a cane in the film was because he developed cancer from the filming of the Howard Hughes film called The Conqueror. Pedro Armendez uh, was actually dying while filming from Russia with Love oh and goodness. took his own life shortly after the film was completed. Uh, while uh, they were filming The Conqueror, Howard Hughes picked a plot of land that was ir- uh, irradiated 
but was told the cast oh. and crew were completely safe. When reshoots were required, he actually paid to have dirt from the filming location transported to the film lot for the reshoots. Oh my God. Several stars ended up developing cancer of some form, which eventually led to their deaths, such as John Wayne, Agnes Moorhead, Pedro Artina, this guy, and Susan Hayward. All in the two, uh, all in all, the 220 person cast and crew members di- uh, have died from being exposed to the radiation of some cancer or another. Says Chroma Ghost. I did not know any of that. That oh, is nuts. Wow. Uh, Wild. So all the stories is about that on Wikipedia. Uh, I don't think so. Maybe. <laughs> Might be. I don't know where that is. That's just wild, Oh, though. Brian, you're always looking for the callback. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up because that's interesting yeah. to me. I don't know how. What oh, did Howard sure. Hughes die of? I don't remember what he died of. Uh, loneliness. He, loneliness. Craziness. Yeah, drowned in his own pee. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. He's a weird dude. Uh, please send your emails in filmsack at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you I'd like to welcome some new folks to our Patreon uh, perfect time for you to join up because Brian Nibbett just posted a fantastic monthly uh, episode where he breaks oh, down what you. works in time travel and what doesn't and why he thinks it's important and I for one agree with him on all points and now I'm annoyed by most time travel movies but, <laughs> uh, well thank you it's very good. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry and thank you. Yeah, sorry and thank you. But check it out. It's very good. And if you're a patron, you'll get it uh, right away, along with many other benefits. We have Tarek Thorne has joined us. Jesper Helgren, F.U. Mr. Magoo has joined us. <laughs> and Gordon Burnett. Uh, all of you are awesome. I'd like to know more about F.U. Mr. Magoo, but uh, yeah. that'll come later, I suppose. But if you want to be like them, you'll never get a commercial. You get pre-show content every week, including today. Monthly specials, like I mentioned and movie-related art prints from me in the mail. Uh, other great stuff, too, so go check it out, patreon.com slash filmsack. Our next movie is going to be, well, how are we doing watch this? Along. We're doing a watch-along. Watch along. Yeah, we're going to watch TV's Christmas special. That's right. We're doing Doctor Who's Last Christmas, Season 8, Episode 13. Is it the lady or no? Do we determine? I, I don't know, man. We're there have been sure. so many doctors. We got a little Christmas coming though, and we're going to do a watch along. That yeah. means we want you guys to prepare ahead and have that Joe handy Whitaker, wherever Doctor Who is streaming. So, where is it streaming? Or maybe dig into your Doctor Who DVDs, I your think Blu-rays. It's on HBO Max. HBO right? Max it's, has it. Okay. It, yeah. It's, uh, well, it's definitely on BritBox. Which yeah, if you don't have, which you I don't have. Come on. Yeah, my Canadian in-laws are are going to watch it on BritBox. Uh, hold on. We should look this up, Doctor. Mm-hmm. I don't see it anywhere Who? except for premium stuff. Uh, oh really? Just watch Britbox. Um, I, thought, I thought HBO had all the. Um, yeah, we're on HBO Max. Oh, so they I have like a special reasons. Okay. Uh, mine didn't say that. Special. Oh, mine didn't either. Looking at it on HBO Max. Really? It's not on. Just, just send me the link, man. Yeah. Well, sure okay. You have like a sub. Yeah, there it is. Subprime subscription or something. <clears throat> send me the link. No, that's cool. Link. So if that's the case. Then what we like you got we haven't done one of these in a while, so what we want you to do at home is you cue that up and you'll listen to our soundtrack while uh us plus you, so that I mean five people in every case at least. Us plus you. <laughs> we'll be watching it <laughs> together. And then the week after that we're doing Europa Report, which is just a normal episode. Um we got a, lot, a bunch of travel and holiday stuff, so that's why you're gonna get some interstitial watch alongs. But uh we got it all figured out so there's content every week. Don't worry, everybody. We nice. got you covered. Uh, so that's next week, uh, the Doctor Who episode, and then Europa Report, a, uh, another full film after that. 
Uh, in the meantime, we are at filmsack.com. You can find all this information there, including links to the Patreon and uh, our email address and everything else. So go check it out and be a part of the larger community. Okay? <laughs> all right. That's going to do it for us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> for me, okay. for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Supergirl. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Pure, unadulterated evil. <laughs>